the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Jim Jordan, although it looks like he may be in the lead, believe me, the Boehner boys of corruption, the corporatist scum who cozy up to government corruption and just want a piece of it like the Illinois Republicans, they're going to put up a fight. So nothing's a sure thing. And we're going to expose the John Boehner scum and the rest of the fraud Republicans also in the show tonight. But I want to touch upon the idea that two things can happen at the same time. It's true. This show is not for Chicago Democrats. Turn the station, you, you morons. You're part of the problem that contributed to the situation we're living in, navigating through, and wallowing in the Democrat mafia strength in this country. In the meantime, when you hear the idea that um, people who supported wrongly, who were lied to during the Bush years, are the same people who are supporting Israel today, and it's the same kind of propaganda, that is a lie. I for instance, am completely against the Bush years, the invasion of Iraq, all of it, totally against it. Understand the war profiteering. This is not that, and they should not be taken in the same sentence. They shouldn't even be referred to in the same paragraph, because the reality is what you're seeing here is a culmination of what these savage bastards have always wanted to do. Oh, how, do, how could you possibly say that? Listen to them. It's funny for the last 50 years how we don't listen to them. Well, I was able to obtain a clip, thanks to the lovely Honey Bunny today, of one of the founders of Hamas, an organization that has destroyed the quality of life anywhere it lives. And it's funny today to see Jordan celebrate uh, Hamas and say Jordan is Hamas. Well, then, welcome to the future that Gaza experiences today, because this is what will, it will lead to. Because you cannot coexist with Hamas. Who says that? Hamas says that. Here is the son. His name is Mohammed Hussein Yusuf. His father was Sheikh Hussein Yusuf, or as I like to call him, useless. And in the meantime, he's going to tell you way, way back in, two, in 2014 on the Don Lemon show on CNN, he's going to tell you exactly what the ideology is of Hamas. Now, why would he be someone to reference? He was raised in it. His father, the co-founder of Hamas. I'm joined now by Musab Hassan Youssef. He's the author of Son of Hamas, uh, and he joins us live. You know, your father was a founding member of Hamas, and you were groomed to take a leadership position. Eventually, you converted to Christianity, rejected their political and military objectives. Why did you do that? Well, for the simple uh, reasons that we see uh, right now in, uh, in, in Gaza, that Hamas does not care about the lives of uh, uh, Palestinians, does not care about the lives of Israelis or Americans. 
That's a crucially important part. Because what happened, what we're all reacting to, is the invasion by 2,000 murdering scum to the weakest, weakest defended aspect of Israel. In fact, it is the most sympathetic to the so-called Palestinian plight. It was an area of kibbutz. I didn't know what it was, admittedly. Turns out it's something I'm directly opposed to. It's some hippie commune where they all work the land and share the money and they live in little tiny places and they all try to get along. In fact, they are a liaison to what they refer to as Palestine. They supplied a tremendous amount of their food, a tremendous amount of everything. This is who they killed. This is who they raped, the weakest, and they knew it was the weakest part. See, we lose sight of that, and we think it's their military against our military. You know the difference between our military? Do you know why so many soldiers kill themselves every day? Because they have a hard time living with what they had to do in the name of patriotism, in the name of their country. They have a hard time taking their lives. They don't go back home and do that, and they don't rape the women. They don't do that. They don't care about their own lives. Uh, they consider uh, dying for the sake of uh, their ideology a, a way of worship. And uh, how can you continue uh, in that uh, uh, society? Okay. I'll ask you the same question I asked my last guest. Can you coexist with someone whose mission is to is your destruction? Well, Hamas is not seeking coexistence. and uh... That's important. They're not interested in coexistence. That's why if you are unfortunate enough to be born in this hellhole, you're immediately taught the ropes of who's in control. Your house is not yours. They hide the weapons in the houses where they think they have cover. They use the hospitals and the schools. And we know this. We've had this intelligence ourselves for 30 years. We're not relying on Israeli propaganda. It's a fact. And in the meantime, this is the son of the co-founder telling you. Uh, compromise. Hamas is seeking uh, conquest and uh, taking over. And by the way, Israel, the destruction of the state of Israel is not Hamas' uh, final destination. Mm-hmm. Hamas' final destination is uh, building the Islamic Khilafah, which means uh, an Islamic state on the rubble of every uh, other c- civilization. Th- these are the ultimate goals of the movement. Now you see how they live, right? You see how they treat their women, their own wives their own daughters. You see the 7th century throwback morons that they are, right? So what's their selling point? I thought the Jehovah Witnesses had a bad one. All their spots in heaven are already taken. As for the Mormons, you get to wear the burlap underpants, which is very uncomfortable. However, you get to be Christ on the next planet. So far, the Scientologists, where you confess your sins, you get shocked a little bit, and you somehow get some of Tom Cruise's money. Seems to be a fair deal. It's definitely better than this Hamas. You say, you say in your book that Hamas targets civilians as a tool of war. Tell us about the Hamas that you know from growing up in the West Bank. Well, in the mosques, uh, Hamas taught us that uh, without shedding uh, innocent blood for the sake of uh, uh, the ideology, uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, build an Islamic state. They were preparing us from uh, the age as uh, young as uh, five years old. This is the ideology that Hamas uh, was uh, uh, feeding us. And uh, honestly, it's uh, impossible almost for anybody to break through and see the truth of and real face of Hamas and be able to leave at some point. Uh, as you see in my... It's like the mafia, like Chicago Democrats. You can get in 
but you can't get out. It's fun to watch them, the American ones, with their, with their climate-controlled rooms and their six cars outside. Talk about how great it is in Palestine. Why don't you get your, your wrinkled ass over there? You don't like that living over there, huh? Because you're propagandists for it. You're funders of it. You're supporters because you want to do to us what unfortunately was done to so many people who were unfortunately born in the sphincter of the world called Palestine. In case I had to lose everything just to say no to By the way, it won't be like that long. Pretty soon you're going to see it, Squirrel. We're going to be bidding on condos. The Ritz-Carlton will open up. Even maybe Pritzker's uh, family castles. They'll go there. They'll have the resorts. It's going to be splendid. Hamas. And today when I look at the children of Gaza and I know what they are fed, uh, I know that they have no choice. No choice. And that is why today, on television in Europe, an Irish father who married a Jewish woman had a beautiful daughter, absolutely beautiful, one of the victims who was kidnapped, he was given the news that his daughter was killed. And I want you to hear this. She'd be in a dark room filled with Christ knows how many people and terrified every minute, hour, day, and possible years to come. So death was a blessing. It's better that his daughter is dead than live after what she faced, the experience of those filthy frackin' animals who were taught from the time they could even stand that they had to hate people for no other reason than their phony, cowardly God. Coward! that crawled in a well 1,200 years ago. And if they kill enough Jews, he crawls out, the filthy morons. Morons! And I'm supposed to hear the virtue in this? Rather than the fact you should be celebrating it, hopefully, hopefully, in all of this mayhem, the leadership of Hamas, although I'm guessing they're cowardly like their God, they probably crawled in a well. They're probably in Paris, like Yasser Arafat. Country made $4 billion. He skimmed off 25% so his family could go buy Louis Vuitton in Paris. And in the meantime, the, you get to see in this country who sides with stupid and evil, cowardly terrorists. You get to see them. And you, you're right. They're the same scallywags that ruin our own countries, ruin our own great cities, ruin our own neighborhoods. They're Democrats. And they're on TV. What's this tramp's name, uh, Honey Bunny? Sonny? Hostin on The View. She's a real thinker. Ooh, and a lawyer. Next Sunday, you want to say something? No, I just, I, you know, I, I look at this from a legal perspective, and I think that we all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation, like the Proud Boys here in the United States. Um, Going to show you that anybody who gives the right lap dance to the right guy you not only can get to the vice presidency, you get yourself on TV like this dingbat, this moron, with no evidence, doesn't have to care about what she says, and won't be censored. She certainly won't even be corrected. She won't even be pointed out. It won't even be pointed out to her how stupid that comment was. But let's go over a couple of these Hamas, these brave guys, these proud Hamas guys. Here's a guy in France that decided to attack kids, kids, stabbing two of them with a knife. <laughs> Oh, this wasn't today on the, on the day. This was three months ago. Three months ago for no other reason than he just wanted to walk around and spread the joy of Hamas. He's stabbing au pairs. He's stabbing children in buggies. He's a filthy animal. He's Hamas. 
Here's another one. Now we do want to turn over to some breaking news just in right now from France. We learned- How come nobody wanted to come at me today? I'm driving around with my Norwegian ex in my car for no reason today, squirrel. I didn't even work out hard this morning. Just stretched a little bit. I was ready for at least four of these rat bastards. Not a one of them. A teacher has been killed and two others wounded in what French authorities are calling a suspected terror attack. Yeah, this happened in the northern French town of Arras. News outlets reporting a former student stabbed the victims. The attacker has been arrested and French anti-terror prosecutors say they're... Old lady, unarmed teacher, scumbag, Hamas, yelling Ali Ali Oxen Free or Aloha Snack Bar which is what I think he was really yelling, the f- moron bastard that he is. In the meantime, in Jordan, they like it. Whole country turned out. It was wonderful. First time the streets have been busy. We have the translation to that, though, however. Death to America and butter sauce. Don't boil me. I'm still alive! Iraq Lobster! Turns out that their big day of yihad was a lot of hype and nothing else. Killing women and children, just like always. 312 642 5600. They're stupid. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM560, the answer. You drop the bomb on baby. You drop the bomb on baby. I love that kind of humor, Squirrel. I absolutely love it. Because in the grand scheme of things, none of this had to happen. They had an idea. How'd, how'd that go? Hey, morons. Dressed like yard gnomes from the 7th century. How'd that plan go where you killed the innocent women and kids? How'd that go? See, you think everybody's going to be like uh, the American Democrat scourge and root for the perpetrator? You think it's going to be like Chicago, where they don't care about the grandfather that shot protecting his wife or the cop that shot? They care about the scallywag that shoots him? No. See, the real world doesn't operate like that. So sooner or later, something's going to have to get corrected. I think this was a wonderful step in the exact right direction. Uh, Sergeant Dino Gilberts. Hey, you know what? It's rainy outside, but it's sunny in my heart when I talk to you up here in Illinois. I know you're down there in Florida. Thank you, baby. So I'll make it quick. Yeah, I hope my beautiful uh, mother-in-law, you know, formerly from Melrose Park, Miss Joanne, is listening. Oh. You know, I married up 29 years ago to his nice. wife from Melrose Park. Nice. So, hey, I was telling the Honey Bunny, I was part of a church security detail at the church where I was uh, attending in St. Charles, and the son Hamas was our guest speaker. And I had the pleasure to meet him. And, Sean, i got to tell you, respectfully, wherever you're at or wherever you're not at with, uh, you know, your walk with the Lord, i got to tell you, uh, yeah. this guy is the real deal, man. He uh, has a uh, bounty on his head because he left. Oh, I know. He's unbelievable. So if you want to take a look at a movie, a documentary, it's called um, The Green Prince, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, he wrote a book about it. Uh, for a while, he was a double agent with the Mossad. Uh, you know, not to be... Uh, to blow the ending here, but he was locked up. They caught him red-handed, ready to do some terrorist acts, the Mossad. While yeah. he was incarcerated, he's hearing people getting tortured, and he's thinking it's the Mossad. But then he comes to find out it was, uh, surprise, Hamas. surprise, their own terrorists torturing their own. To make a long story short, he does a great uh, message parallel, parallel in his walk, how he came to 
convert to believing in Jesus Christ. And um, he's the real deal, man. I That's just wonderful. sent uh, Honey Bunny the video where he boldly uh, put people in their place at the U.N. Love it. Thank you very much, Sergeant I appreciate yeah, that. Say got, hello to your mother. Hey, thank, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. In fact, he said UN, didn't he, Squirrel? I heard him say UN. I know I did. My favorite, one of my favorite moments. I've got a lot of favorite moments at the UN, but one of my top three Trump at the UN. The Iranian government masks a corrupt dictatorship behind the false guise of a democracy. It has turned a wealthy country with a rich history and culture into an economically depleted rogue state whose chief exports are violence, bloodshed, and chaos. And right after that, he froze the assets. And that was good. That was good. Uh, he, he, he didn't go far enough, though. He should have ended the, the, the true regime that put him in, the CIA. Should have defunded the CIA. Because the problems we're experiencing often come back to our own policies. And it comes from our own cor- corporatism, our own corruption. And that's another thing we're going to face. Uh, Teresa, Brass Coast. Hey, Sean, Brass Coast, checking in. Uh, I just want to say, you know, um, Hamas, they worship death. They worship evil. They don't try to hide it. They're proud of it. That is the whole reason for their existence. Well, if they don't, if they don't, you know, they've had 73 years. The real argument yep. with Israel is that they got 56%, they got 43%. And if, they're, if, if, if what you're saying is wrong... Then what is their mission? Because I, I have never really heard a good sales pitch. What is their sa- and I can't see any progress. I mean, what are they good at? No. Do you know? Do you know what's fascinating to me? If you if you look, just look at the infrastructure of their sewer system, which ironically was put in there by Israelis. They've never updated it. Never. Uh-huh. They produce three times what it was originally built for. They have never produced anything. What is it that they do? What's their daylight? Right. What's the day in Hamas? Right. The day in Palestine? They do guts. They do nothing. They don't advance. That's they right. opened up a college. You know how it was opened up? By charity with Americans. They opened it up in 2005. You've been there 73 years. Because they don't want their women to read. They don't want their kids to think. Because if they did, they'd say, right. what the hell are these yard gnomes doing in control of everything? And why don't they have any mustaches? Thank you very much. It's very confusing to me, Squirrel. You don't grow a beard without a mustache? Abraham Lincoln tried to start a trend that didn't catch on. Uh, Mitchell displays. Yeah, I'm kind of confused, Sean. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, did they know this was an unprovoked attack? You know what I missed? Did they know? You want to talk about a group of morons. My favorite part is the idiots that started BLM stole the money and bought mansions for themselves and hired their dingbat boyfriends who knocked them up and their moron brothers and their sisters. And BLM said, oh, okay, that's a group of absolute idiots just waiting for a handout. Of course. Yeah. What's their big thing? They want reparations on nothing they ever suffered. They're mad about what happened to their grandpappy's pappy, and they're still upset about it. Bust outs. You know why? Because they're bust outs, just like the Palestinians. Go ahead. Well, I, I, miss, I, I miss Jager Hoover and Cointelpro because they would actually go after some of those subgroups. Instead, now you have the, what I call the FBI and the CIA. They're all the same team. They're, pro- they're promoting these groups. Yeah, and, and just like and just like and just like the people on, on welfare, the Democrat base, they all got promotions. In fact, it reminds me. Here's another thing that happened again. You know, when you hear economic numbers come out in the government, you hear a bunch of financial news stations start talking about the economy, and you got the dimwit in diapers talking about how he cuts it. You know what's coming within hours, right? Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, guys, it is here. The Social Security cost of... 
By the way, it's called Social Security, but it doesn't matter. We, we're not into details. Just tell me how much money, honey. Living adjustment, honey. We got to talk about it. We're also going to talk about the overpayment of billions of people from Social Security. We Uh-oh. have the SNAP increase. We have new Social Security proposals and more. So if you want to know about the money, honey, you already know what to do. So Democrat, sit on your ass and blame everyone else. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, I was just informed by Squirrel Hands. We've got a lot of, a lot of, this is the, the nice thing about the show. As it gets bigger, we get a, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of bots, a lot of cockroaches, a lot of Democrats, scallywags. I don't ever go on Asshat. So if anybody's trying to contact me through Asshat, I don't go on it. But we have an, an Asshat page, right, Squirrel? And there's somebody promoting the, the propaganda um, that the rabbit hole that Hamas is a creation of, uh, of, of Bibi Netanyahu and the Israeli government and all the rest of it. So that'll be taken down. But this is what they have to do rather than listen to the people themselves. Now, I'm not suggesting that... People in Hamas aren't liars. It's born on a lie. Their whole thing is a lie. But the idea that this is somehow supported and the the Israeli government wanted the kids and the people to get killed, I don't I don't believe that. And I'm not an Israeli blind supporter where we should be funding. They're very socialist. I've said that numerous times. They're separate things. They are mutually exclusive. And what we've seen happens. It's happened over and over again. And over again. This is the practice of the barbarian. The beheading and the rest of it. Remember when they did our our people? You, did you forget when they, they sawed the heads off our reporters? I distinctly remember that. In fact, Honey Bunny, where do we uh, put that clip from uh, the guy who I've interviewed who's been on the show, worked at Fox? What's that under? You know what I'm talking about? All right, we'll get to it later. You know the reporter from Fox. Uh, Greg in Rogers Park. Yes. Hi, Sean. Sean, um, Sean, I, I'm disgusted that most of the politicians in the uh, state of Illinois uh, House and the Senate are actually pro-Palestinian Hamas, and that means they're anti-American because being pro that to mean you Greg, want you, terrorism you, and the mayhem here. You've got to realize what they, you know, first of all, what they are is they're money launderers. So what they need are these useful idiots. Hamas and Palestine are useful idiots. They can't fend for themselves, so they need a bunch of government programs. And that's when the political whore skims in kickbacks and bribery. This is about money, brother. They don't get, you, do you think these morons in Chicago that can't say social security and say social Do you think that they care about any of these issues? This is more of a scam, like the Jane Byrne exit ramp or O'Hare or McCormick Place or anywhere else these political whores can put their name on a piece of paper and get a campaign contribution. That's all this is. That's all it is. They don't believe anything. One thing about a Chicago fracking Democrat, he believes nothing. And for a check, normally without commas, that's the beauty of a Chicago Democrat. You can normally buy these aldermen for a nickel, $500. I'll get you to do whatever I want you to do. Won't I whore? Or maybe once in a while they get educated and they go to law school. Now you cost you 5000 right? And they become aldermen. You want to open up a tavern in their place. And they, how, how am I going to do it? Well, here, get, I, I'll give you, I'll, I'll put it, you on retainer. Can you do it then? And then they flip and become Republicans. And they think they're fooling anybody as they dye their hair blonde like that other scumbag. In the meantime, uh, 
This is what I was talking 27 about. Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, larger than the number of Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the commander-in-chief. Now, as you listen to that and digest it, understand that these Democrat whores in these failed, corrupt ghettos, they side with the terrorists that did all of this. That's who they're siding with. So they're not taking a political position. Oh, I, 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 think, I think Hamas is getting a raw deal. No, you're not. You are an enemy of Americanism. Yeah, you are. Now, you can just stay in your ghettos that you already ruined. Keep your fracking mouth shut and stay in the ghetto because everything you touch sucks. And the only place you could ever get hired is government because there are no standards among you rats. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? James... We, we will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get... Listen, man, you're, you've never done anything. You can't do anything. In fact, what you haven't done has been done by private Americans. Private Americans. There is a fighter that sent his plane there. There's, there's private people that already sent planes. There's, there's individuals that already did more than you. As a government, you're preposterous. Yo! Between the Phillies and Eagles, man, we're this good year, man. This is a good year. We're going to win the series and the NFL. Look, and if I didn't say that, Bobby Brady be. That's that, that's their president. This fracking cartoon character, this moron that couldn't get a job driving an Uber because he can't realize where he is, what day it is, what street he's on, or who the hell he's supposed to pick up. He's a freaking idiot. In the meantime, he's the president and the leader of the Democrat Party. I came to office determined to get this country up, up again so, so it, we can face the existential threat of climate and still... Climate? Hey, you, hey, you freaking moron. Half of the world is being blow, blown up by Nazis. On one hand, you support them. And on the other hand, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Grow to fundamentally change our economy. See what I did there, Squirrel, with the supporting? You saw it, didn't you? Yeah. There you go. And to transition this country to a clean energy future. Ooh, how's that going? How's that going? Idiot. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, hanging in. Trying to be safe. Playing... Make a plan, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. You wish you would have implemented it. You'd be down here, walking on the beach, <laughs> in my way. Go ahead. Okay. What I wanted to report, I don't know if you had seen, that the only Planned Parenthood site in Gaza was blown up by the Israelis. <laughs> they just reported to them. You know, Mary Ellen, you just gave me an idea. I think we're going to call this Operation Hamas Abortion. It's like a Hamas Abortion. Now let's see who's for abortion. All the guys, oh, you're against it? No, this is an abortion. It's probably a lot less painless than an abortion. Thank you for the call. Glenn in Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. Happy Friday the 13th. Uh, I'll tell you something. They interviewed uh, these uh, young people in Times Square, and this one gal said, all of these photos of babies getting beheaded is made up. These, what's wrong with these people? 
What the, these people need. Do you know my favorite part, Glenn? Did you see the Did you see the signs from the baristas in the union? The ones that unionize. You know, only a handful of these Starbucks are unionized, right? So the baristas, they're all the freaks. The the girl with her name Nick. My pronouns are he and him. The purple hair parted to the side, and she thinks she's a guy, and she could come and hang at a tavern with me and you. Anyway, they all got the signs. Queers for Palestine. All right. Now, here's when I don't like to give money to anybody, but I'll tell you what. If we could have a charter and put all of the queers that work at Starbucks, the baristas, and send them over to, say, Jordan, because Jordan is Hamas now, and let's see how they blend in. Let's see how successful they are. Let's see what their hourly wages are. And let's see if they're not dangling off of a building in the in the first thirty days. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's see how much vacation time they get. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of time off. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure the businesses in in Palestine had had a had a wonderful work schedule. I think they had hourly rates. I think the SEIU union, big, always oh, big in Palestine. Now we've got a uh, a mission. It's called Abort Hamas. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So I want to give you some solace. You see, the reality is you're already decent people living in a Democrat mafia-run town that's destroyed itself. And I understand that you're surrounded and you feel like it's an atrocity that these guys would support Hamas. But I want you to remember our own history. It was only 16 months before Pearl Harbor that Madison Square Garden in New York sold out of American Nazis supporting Adolf Hitler. It's absolutely true. Even before Operation Paperclip, where we brought in Nazi scientists after we were kicking their ass, there were already American Nazi supporters. Prescott Bush among them. In the meantime... Ooh, that didn't make any, that's not going to make any friends, huh, Squirrel? It's called pruning the audience. You'll get used to it. In the meantime, there's been some advances made. Some advances made. For instance, the Democrats in Arizona, the same ones that stole the election for both Biden and their governor, they caught a lot of heat recently because it was found out, as we've known and talked about on this show years ago, that Arizona had an unholy deal with the inbred Saudis. Turns out that Arizona, the desert, was selling them their water rights. We begin tonight with a major announcement from Governor Katie Hobbs concerning the use of Arizona water. It's a story that's infuriated many of you. The governor announced today that Arizona is terminating its lease with a Middle Eastern-owned farm operating in La Paz County about 90 minutes west of Phoenix. So now even this dimwit who makes our own, uh, she, actually she'd blend in with Chicago Democrats, this dimwit Katie Hobbs, under pressure of the people, the decent people, the taxpayers. Not the welfare roaches. They just sit in a corner and wait for a raise in Arizona. In Chicago, they're, they're very uh, boisterous. In Arizona, she's caught some heat and she canceled the contract. That's a very big step. So we are making progress. Just don't be bogged down from the fact that you're living in the capital of American communism called Chicago. George, Naperville. Sean, something bad did happen today. Uh, wait, 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 we, can't, we can't. I can't do the chipmunk. Rich, Indiana Park. Hey, Sean. How are you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Listen, Sean, all we keep hearing about is these uh, these uh, terrorists, these pieces of uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah. Yeah. Who keep uh, cutting the heads off of uh, babies and uh, killing elderly people and burning families to death. But yet, they're being defended by not only the people in this country, but all over the world. Why are they... Why is there so much hatred against Israel and... Uh, 
and the Jewish people. Are we missing something? Is there, are we not being told something? Well, there's, about there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation by losers. You know, it, it's a very well known misnomer that uh, everything at fault for the economy boils down to the Jewish people. You've heard that, right? Right, I mean, this right. is not something that isn't isn't uh, very well promoted. Well, it's promoted by morons who have no right. real idea or understanding of uh, of money, number one, but more importantly, of this particular group of people and what they face. Do you think this is new for them? They've been facing this since since a, a Roman Caesar. You could argue since before that they've been facing this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Which is why, which is why, and, and, and rightfully so, they're suspicious of all others. They're easy to hate because they don't need anybody. They're successful, just like you and me and other, other American people. And that's what right. people hate. See, losers want to feel like victims. That's why Democrats always want something for nothing. And they always try to circumvent their own onerous rules that they put on other people because they're right. losers. And what you have from time to time is losers and lowlifes. We call them Democrats in this country in control right. of very important sectors. And for the time that they're ever in control of it, everything they touch sucks because they don't know how to win. They're losers. Thank you very much. And that's why. That's why. Everybody hates the winner. Uh, George in Naperville is back from the chipmunk line. Sean, something yeah. bad did happen today. They got Sonny on the causeway. I was wondering if you wanted inquiries made or acts of vengeance. <laughs> Sonny on the causeway. Well, it's time to obliterate, right? We're going to call it a Hamas abortion. This way, the Democrats will be confused. In the beginning, they'll, they'll support it. Then they won't realize. And then maybe they'll look at what they do to innocent babies. Uh, it's kind of similar to what Hamas does. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I'd like to lodge a complaint, and I have a financial question for you. All right, uh, sir, can you please stop? Can we use something other than fracking with Biden? Because you're making oil fracking look bad. It's a double you. entendre, David. This show is not for the ill of IQ. It's a double entendre, and it's the only thing the FCC will let me get away with, because I want to say something also really bad that starts with F. But go ahead. Perhaps frolicking? I don't know. Um, right, we're going to stick with fracking. Go ahead. Okay, so... Uh, do you think I, I'm, I'm thinking that the only way out for the Democrats financially to to make inflation come down is to open up drilling? Do you think the Biden administration and, and the Democrats will open? <laughs> Your up problem drilling? is you do that thing that decent people do. Don't ever start from the premise of your ideological enemy has the same goal you do. They've got this country right where they want it. The people who depend on the government for sustenance don't care that the people who run the government are crooked. Because they, to a certain extent, are crooked too. They just want something for nothing a little less. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I always enjoy having my next guest on. He's been fighting to stop collectivism, government supremacy for years. He is the host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. 
We are going to discuss the weapon of choice. Why do you think this dimwit in diapers who can remember nothing always talks about existential threat climate change? The moron that he is. Same time as he gives bombs to Ukrainian Nazis and whatnot. In the meantime, Donald Kendall knows what's on the horizon is the ESG weaponization of phony virtue wrapped in fascism. So what are the Republicans? Where do they stand on it? Say the 2024 presidential candidates. Donald Kendall, where are they? Well, first off, thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, the, I, I come on your show all the time talking about ESG. We've been really trying to raise the profile of, of this very important issue, you know, over the past, I don't know, two years now, it seems like. And the fight has, we've really gained traction. There's been a lot of action across the state. Uh, it, it entered the kind of public lexicon, at least on the kind of the conservative side of the aisle. So we're really hammering it to ESG, and we're seeing results. Like I said, there's been a wave of action across states, across the country, um, uh, trying to kind of disentangle government pensions from this ESG and everything like that. We've even seen some reports of um, certain companies that are just like, yeah, you know what, we're not so interested in doing this ESG thing anymore. Even Larry Fink with BlackRock is like, I don't want to use that term anymore. Yes. So it's like we're pushing it back, but we can't get complacent because that's what they want to do. They want to make it seem like you're winning, but they're going to continue to do all of this while you're not paying attention. So what we were trying to do recently is we want to re-put uh, this back into the public sphere uh, uh, remind everybody how important this is. So we thought the best way to do that, especially with the election ramping up in the primaries not too far from now, we wanted to do an anti-ESG report card for all of the presidential candidates that have thrown their hat in the ring uh, for becoming president and see who really is the strongest when it comes to being anti-ESG. So that's the report that we just put out yesterday. And we can go through the results if you'd like. I, I do. I do want to go through it, but I want to know. Bottom up. <laughs> I, want, I want to know before we do it, did you put in the fact that Donald Trump was the greatest dent to government supremacy in the arena of misinformation of the uh, so-called environmental agencies and bureaucracies? Because he truly did handcuff them, to my knowledge, unless I'm missing something that he did. The problem is the way that I read that what he did is he did it with an executive order and it was undone with an executive Correct. order. So, so there were no fundamental true changes to it. And in order to get it changed, we're going to need a Speaker of the House who understands that, which is why I honestly, I'm, I'm excited that we at least have a chance, but I'm also very aware of how the corporatist scum led by John Boehner and company are going to push to, to, to put uh, McCarthy back in there. So I'm, I'm also you know cautiously optimistic. So yeah, let's go through the list and let's start at the bottom. Who's lower than Mike Pence? Uh, well, uh, Joe Biden is uh, is coming in in or 11th place. We have 11 candidates. And oh, you threw the Democrats. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. We did. We threw in uh, Joe Biden just to basically set the curve on the bottom end. We, we knew that he was going to rank as low as possible. There's absolutely nothing to credit him for in, in any way in ESG. He's only been negative when it comes to that. Uh, he, Like you said, he undid the Trump rules that Trump put in place in the, in the kind of the waning months of his presidency he immediately undid that. Like basically first day in office, he undid yeah. those rules. Um, no. He vetoed a bipartisan bill that would have uh, prevented fiduciaries from using ESG to meddle with your retirement funds and all of that. So he vetoed that. He's been a total proponent 
of uh, World Economic Forum plans and the concept of stakeholder capitalism. So Klaus he is squarely in the yeah. S column. Nice. So you should just have, you should have put, you should have titled it the Klaus Schwab crew because this is the biggest problem with the, who I view as an absolute stalking horse. And that's Robert Kennedy Jr., who spent, the, the, when he pretended to work, he was an environmental lawyer. And he's all in on all this bull dung. All of a sudden, he's a hero of, of a lot of Trump supporters. And I, I think it's just due to an ignorance of the fact he was only another trust fund baby pretending to have a job. But his real position on it isn't good, is it? No, it's not. And uh, you, you might be looking at the list because he comes in 10th place with a D. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen even some colleagues that are they're like, oh, I kind of like this uh, RFK Jr. guy. But yeah, me too. That's seemingly just on a couple of issues that he's saying the right things on. You know what it is? At, oh, you know what it is? It's, like, it's the battered housewife syndrome, right? The battered <laughs> housewife likes anybody who tells her, oh, are you having a good day today? Yes. I think he likes me. That's exactly what what voters of of principles have in this country. We're so used to getting battered that anybody that says anything we remotely agree with, that's the guy that's got a crush on me, and I love him too. That's what we're really talking about here, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean he he's uh, he said some things that are that are nice, even in regard to climate change and, and and energy policy. Just a couple of things that are nice about that. But this is a guy that spent a most of his career in the, in the kind of the public space demonizing the uh, energy industry, demonizing so-called climate deniers. If he had it his way a couple of years ago when he was talking about this rhetoric, I would be in jail for my role at the Heartland Institute. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very skeptical of him. And looking at everything that he said and done puts him squarely in the D column for our report card. All right. Now somebody who annoys me. Annoys me because she's an absolute total buffoon. Nikki Haley. Or, uh, yeah, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. I almost right. said my weather uh, girl's name, and I would would never want to insult my weather. I mean, my news oh, girl. Yeah, excuse me, my news girl. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, so, so those are our, our Democrats. If you want to call Robert uh, F. Kennedy a, a, an independent, whatever. Which is the, the one bottom. thing he did that I love. I think we need more of that, and let's jump sure. on that team ourselves. But we got to kick him out once we do. But go ahead. When it comes to the Republican contenders, Nikki Haley is in the bottom portion of our list. She ranks with a C plus, and she might be the least vocal candidate when it comes to ESG. She's been pretty pro energy. She supports boosting domestic oil production. She helped uh, pull the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accords. Yeah. But the only quote that we can find on her in regards to ESG is one that we solicited from her. And even that quote left us kind of wanting. So there's not much there at all to give her anything higher than a C plus. Yeah. Well, for enough money, you can get uh, Nikki Haley to try to play the trombone. This girl will do anything for money. It's about campaign contributions. My problem and my fear is you're going to say somebody who's a con artist. I I, I got a feeling you are. So I, I we'll jump well, around a little bit. But give me uh, give me Mike Pence. Where's the Where's the guy who looks like Clutch Cargo's dad? Uh, you know, Mike Pence, this one might come as a surprise to you, but we ranked him pretty high. He's, he's got an A on our list. Um, we gave him some partial credit for being part of the Trump administration when Trump passed those rules, uh, that the fair access rules of the OCC and the Department of Labor rules. Okay. So we gave him partial credit for that. He also uh, uh, kind of went above and beyond with a Wall Street Journal article that very accurately outlined the threat of ESG. There's a number of people on this list that we've dinged for not really seemingly fully understanding ESG. But if you read that Wall Street Journal article, and maybe it was ghostwritten, I don't know, yeah. but it seems to understand the threat of 
Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the ding that we have on him is that, uh, oh, oh, also, one other thing that we gave him uh, plus points for is he is one of the few candidates that actually has anti-ESG stuff on their campaign website, oh. which might not sound that great, but a lot of these people are missing that just basic thing. So nope. he gets some points for that. What about the but, guy that uh, gives off more methane than a dairy cow? Chris Christie, where's he at? Chris Christie is at the bottom of our list when it comes to Republican contenders. He's got a C minus. I couldn't find I did the first round of research for this. I couldn't find anything. It was my team that actually found a couple of things that were he was seemingly anti-ESG. But if you go through his record, he is uh, throughout his career has done things that have been in line with the kind of the climate alarmist narrative. He talked about uh, uh, basically siding with the so-called consensus. He's done things in New Jersey, like uh, putting a moratorium on coal mining permits. Yeah, so he has uh, got a pretty spotty record, so he comes in at the very bottom of a Republican list with a C minus. He's got spotty boxers, too. In the meantime, I live in Florida, and in Florida, it's an interesting, interesting circumstance because uh, a lot of people want to use the, the misnomer and the fraud that the man has some impact and can make some changes on the climate. And the, the reality is they kind of all trace back to man-made problems. For instance, red tide is a big thing down here, right? And you come to find out red tide is because of a sugar refiner that pays uh, the guy with the years, the, 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 uh, the, what's his name, the Cuban guy from the east coast of Florida, the guy with the years and the small hands. Oh, uh, the, the Suarez the guy? Who ran, the guy who ran for president against Trump. Marco Rubio. Yeah. Marco Rubio. Oh, they're, the, they're the biggest campaign co- contributor to Marco Rubio. So they get to, they get to dump a lot of chemicals into the Chechahoochee River, and it comes out in the Gulf of Mexico, and it creates red tide. So, you know, DeSantis was on the fence. Like, like he, I was kind of nervous where he was going to go. Well, it turns out he negated all of the privileges for them to continue that, that uh, chemical dump into the river, and it's drastically increased. So he has not implemented a lot of fascism. I'm wondering where he ranks, though, in the test. Or on the score. So Ron DeSantis, he sets the bar. He is at the very top of our list. He gets an A plus. Um, he has extensive, extensively personally involved in anti ESG work in Florida. He uh, he was he presided over the restrictions on ESG in regards to government contracts, Excellent. pensions, and other funds. The legislation that he helped pass also included fair access, which prohibits financial institutions from considering many non-financial criteria and making decisions on loans and other financial things. And also his messaging is on point. Like I said, with some of these other candidates that seem like they're maybe they're anti this ESG thing, but they don't seem to get it. Yeah. If you listen to him talk about it, he brings up Davos. He bring, brings up Klaus Schwab. He talks about how this is a way to kind of circumvent the legislative process, the CSG well, thing. So he understands it. You have to show the people who are busy with their own lives and are not political junkies and don't understand the scams that the people who are promoting environmental social governance, these, this word salad of fascism, they're doing it because they need to pay off their constituents, their workers, their phony pensions, their phony schemes. They need another avenue to tax. That's what it really is. It has nothing to do with the environment. They have no intention on anything. With They use the word social. They don't even know what the freck it means. And governance, this is coming from a body that can't build an exit ramp for less than the, the Hoover Dam cost in the sewer of Chicago. So these are the idiots that should be in charge of nothing. However, they have the power of taxation, and they're in a pickle because their phony schemes... 
their pensions, their welfare class, they're, they're wallowing in, in, in failure. There isn't enough money to go around. So they need another avenue to tax the people who already pay 50 and 60% of their income in a variety of taxes. That's all it is, isn't well, it? Well, like, like I said, the, the ESG is the biggest, at best, ESG is the biggest cronyist system ever devised by man. It is the biggest uh, example of corporatism ever conceived. Uh, it's widespread across the globe. So you're absolutely right on point. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, like I said, his messaging on this, and he's prioritized ESG uh, in part for his campaign. So, yeah, he sets the bar at the top with an A+. Plus. Uh, some- just so making sure that I don't forget certain, certain candidates. I want to mention Donald Trump. He's not far behind Ron DeSantis. He also gets an A. Um, like I said, the Department of Labor rule, the OCC rule. Uh, now, of course, those were just rules that were undone by the next president that walked in. Maybe there could have been a legislative effort if that was pursued a little bit more uh, um, full-throated uh, throughout the his What about his, Burgum? Uh, term. Oh, I, I was so surprised you didn't lead off with that one. Yeah, well, Burgum. You know, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I always Burgum loved him a, on Barney Miller. Go ahead. <laughs> Doug Burgum got a B minus. Uh, he's got a pretty spotty record. He's done a couple of things. Generally, he's been quiet about ESG, but he has he has uh, signed on to policy statements with eighteen other Republican governors committing to using the power of their office to fight off ESG. Might be the most surprising thing on our list, though, is Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, wait a minute! Uh, you know, he... wait a minute! Don't don't lead off with I. I want you to hear something. See, I've okay. called this I've called this scallywag out a while ago, and I had people that you know said I'm turning your show off forever. You know, but my whole thing is I want to expose these lying rat bastards. I found something mm. today. I want you to hear. Here is Vivek Ramaswamy and Barack Obama montage. Have you heard this? I might have heard parts of this. Let's go. Democratic or Republican. Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and, and they, they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car. You can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? He said Russia in the 1980s or for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they... I mean, it's unbelievable. It's uncanny. This ice cube salesman to Eskimos has got all the bull dung. He's got it all down. He's got the VO5 hairdo, and he will say anything to anybody. So where does he rank? Yes. So he, uh, you know, he made a name for himself pretty early in the campaign, basically being Mr. Anti-ESG. He started an anti-ESG man- uh, asset management company. He's written books about the problems associated with ESG. He's prioritized fighting ESG for his campaign. So you would think that he would get real high on our on our list, but he doesn't. We gave him a B because, you know, we have to give him some points for those things. Is it for Bulldog? Uh, we we, we dinged them pretty hard uh, for being quiet on core issues of fighting back against ESG. We can't find a, uh, one statement uh, about his stance on, on fair access when it comes to financial institutions. And then also, the idea that he started an anti-ESG asset management company, it's like that only makes sense if ESG is a thing. So it, kind of, it seems like there's a little bit of a conflict well, this is his, interest. You know, this, is, this is the kind of thing. It, character is an important thing. I could disagree with somebody, but if they have character and intention that is based in principles of Americanism, I could tolerate it. Okay, and that's 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 what I do with Trump, to be quite frank with you. 
I, I tolerate where he's wrong because I understand his principles and his intention in the in, in Americanism, and I, I support that. But when you you're talking about this guy, it's almost similar to what my 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 vitriol for this this terrorist organization is Hamas, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. The, Hamas does these horrific things to to young girls and to kids. It's outrageous, right? You can't defend yourself. What's the next worst class of people to go after? Old people, in particular mm-hmm. when they're suffering from dementia. And when you look at how he made his money, and the lies that he told, and the, and the false hope he stoked, and who he took advantage of were people who had relatives who were suffering from dementia, people who wanted to support a company that may have made an advance in helping people with dementia. This guy is dirt to me. Dirt. Because to me, if you're willing to do that for money, you should never, ever have anybody else's money. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. it. I don't think he should ever. I don't want to. Really, the, the, if he were running, and you know how I feel about this dimwood in diapers and everybody else that stands for him, I'm smoking a cigar. I ain't voting for this scallywag. Really. So Yeah, you know, and, and I, want, I want to point out, because we shared all of these grades all over the uh, uh, social media yesterday. Uh, basically, all day long, we were pumping out these grades. And I want to make it very clear that, you know, no grade that we're giving here is necessarily an endorsement of any of these uh, people running. We yeah. fully acknowledge that, yes, ESG is a very, <laughs> very, very important topic, but it is one topic of many important topics. So, you know, while we would give, like I said, uh, you know, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence the best grades, that's not necessarily saying that those candidates or one in particular would be a particularly good president. So yeah. I just want to make that clear. So, you just made uh, the suits at my station very happy because they've been trying to get me to do disclosures with everything I say <laughs> on almost every segment. In the meantime, I love I love watching you on Stopping Socialism TV. Uh, in the Tank Podcast, I have to tell you, it's a while. So you were on YouTube. That's where I used to see you. What's the best way to see you? Uh, yeah, so Stopping Socialism TV on YouTube. That's where the In the Tank Podcast is hosted. Uh, many of those clips from that show are broadcasted on our main channel for the Heartland Institute, which is just Heartland Institute. If you were to look yeah. it up on YouTube, you'll find it. But before you let me go, there is one thing. Yes. Uh, that we are working on that I think is going to particularly interest you, and you're going to have to have me back on when we roll it out. Absolutely. We've been working hard on a socialism at a glance book for teachers and students, and it's Ooh, going to I cover all of, the, all of the most important things when it comes to the practice of socialism, the ideology itself, uh, and how it was practiced in all of these countries across the world throughout time, and how it always ended in death and misery. So we're wrapping that up. We're going to have a final version of that coming soon. And we are working uh, around the clock to basically secure the funds to produce as many copies of this as possible to get it into the hands of as many teachers and students as possible. So I know that it's going to – every um, time I'm on here, you asked about how we're working. Yeah. No, I love it. Well, because I love the Heartland I love the Heartland Institute. I love it. And if we fight back and, and somehow win, it'll be due to organizations like the Heartland Institute and people like you, Donald Kendall. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I look forward to the next time. Thank you for having me on. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, so we lost our caller, but that's all right. 312-642-5600. I wanted to uh, discuss the Speaker of the House, okay? 
And I wanted to discuss it in a way that tells you why I can't stand these corporatist whores who pretend to be part of the Tea Party. Do you remember the Obama years? Because that's what we're facing now. We're facing the Obama years. This is Obama's third term. These are the same idiots, the same corrupt, the same scam. And they were able to operate because the Republicans were very similar to Illinois Republicans. Very similar. All they wanted was a piece of the pie, a scam. So if you look at Illinois Republicans and you see that their moron relatives and wives are all set up, not just as lobbyists per se, but they own video poker machine rooms. They own pot dispensary uh, licenses. They control the the failing of society. They just want to make money on the way down. They're worse, in my opinion, than a lot of the Democrats. The Democrats tell you they're scam artists by their policy and their history. The establishment corporatist scum pretending to put up a fight against it, they hide on our side. That's why I reject a lot of the conspiracies that come from the supposed QAnon or our side. I don't buy into it. I want to rip it apart and always, always follow the money. Well, there's no better example of following the money than who Kevin McCarthy was imitating. Kevin McCarthy was imitating John Boehner. It's a very well-known thing. How would you be different as speaker compared to Mr. Boehner? Just be careful. I'm saying like that. <laughs> I won't be as tan. <laughs> See, there was talk of Kevin McCarthy being the speaker after John Boehner left office. Uh, listen, I'm not going to be here to vote uh, on the next speaker, but uh, uh, that's up to the members. Uh, but having said that, I think that Kevin McCarthy would make an excellent speaker. Now, the thing you have to understand is this part. This is part Boehner, McCarthy, uh, 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 Paul Ryan. These are all part of the never Trumper scum. These guys were as upset that Donald Trump won as Hillary Clinton was. And by the way, they got along with Hillary Clinton. They got along with Barack Obama. In the meantime, what's the scam always about? So let's first show you, and I don't want to just say he's a never-Trumper, we'll prove it. But I want to talk to you about what's happened with the Republican Party. Um, There is no Republican Party. There's a Trump Party. The Republican Party is kind of taking a nap somewhere. Now during this talk, this drunken pig, this fraud who never worked a day in his life and has a $4 million condo on Marco Island, Lives in a $4 million condo when he's in Florida. He has million-dollar residents all over the country. This scallywag who never worked a day in his fracking life, ever. How did he acquire all this money? Because he's a whore. So he doesn't like when people disrupt that system of political policy profiteering. Well, you know, uh, Donald Trump, who I know well, was one of my supporters. When I was speaker, I was having a rough week. Trump would call me, pat me on the back, cheer me up. Uh, we played a lot of golf. You can almost hear it. He was hung over with two hookers the night before. Can't you, Squirrel? Can you hear it in his voice? And, you know, that's the kind of voice you get when you stop off at a grill and say, give me a bowl of slop and a greasy cheeseburger. This is how you sound the next day. Together? Uh, the president? Really? Uh, I never quite saw this. Uh, but, uh, you know, the guy ran, the guy won. Uh-huh. Now, remember what I said earlier, right? Elections are one loss, not based on what the polls say. They're one loss based on who shows up to vote. And, uh, you know, Trump's people showed up and Hillary's didn't. The two most surprised people in the entire world that night were Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. <laughs> Hillary Clinton thought she was going to win. Donald Trump thought he was going to lose. And, uh, and I think Donald Trump promised Melania that he would not win. He, she didn't have to worry about ever living in the White House. 
That's probably why she doesn't look real happy every day. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, maybe one reason. <laughs> See, I get corrected a lot. We get a lot of emails into the show, and I make fun of the spouses. But I want to, and ironically, I get the emails from the Illinois Republican scum. I like to make fun of the wives too. So, John Boehner, I'm going to let that one go. In the meantime, what I'm never going to let go is how you pay for those things, you corporatist whore. Aside from selling out our country, from destroying the principles, from allowing Obamacare to walk in with your failed attempts to complain against it and profit from it, you really are a drug dealing scumbag, aren't you? myself, like a lot of Americans, looking at uh, this issue uh, much differently than I did over most of my political career. Many Americans outright oppose the use of marijuana. Others are changing their minds when it comes to medicinal purposes. That includes former House Speaker John Boehner in town today for a golf outing to raise money for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Westchester. Boehner sat down with the now's Tom McKee to discuss the switch in his position. For decades, John Boehner was against the use of marijuana in any form. But since he left Congress and has done some research, he's now joined a company promoting the use of medical marijuana. He didn't join the company. He's bribed like he was when he was the speaker. He's a whore. And for enough money, he'll believe in anything he has to. Former House Speaker John Boehner's got a new gig. He's joining the advisory board of Acreage Holdings, a marijuana company that cultivates, processes, and dispenses cannabis in 11 states. Years ago, Boehner said he was unalterably opposed to marijuana legalization. But in a Wednesday tweet, he said his thinking on cannabis has evolved and that he believes it should be descheduled. But Boehner's change of heart does not line up with the views of the Trump administration, which has made moves this year to allow for more federal over- Oversight on legal marijuana. See, because um, Trump cared about the kids. But what the Soviets relied on was the Russian people would always be drunk on vodka. It's why they always had vodka, never had any bread. It's the same issue wherever communism sits. And that's really what we're facing. And instead of pushing back against it, your own so-called Republicans, they're all in on the fracking scam. It's like the Illinois Republicans. Go play a video game poker machine. You're probably enriching one of the Bradys. Recreational marijuana is currently legal in nine states and Washington, D.C. It's been legalized for medical uses in more than two dozen states. Huh. He's, he, he, you know, you got to remember, Squirrel, they're evolving. They're not political whores the way you and I describe them. They're evolving. Once there's legalization of some sort uh, on the side of the federal government, you're going to see all kinds of big players, big tobacco, big alcohol. There's going to be tens of billions of dollars roll into uh, this industry uh, overnight. Who will pave the way for this continued corruption that would make an Illinois Republican blush is the next speaker. It's crucially important. Whoever the next speaker is, is not part of the John Boehner corporatist whore scumbag phony Tea Party member. By the way, John Boehner liked Adam Kinzinger. Yes, he did. See, this is what you have a, a chance to beat. That's why this speaker race is more important than ever. It's more important than what's happening with the so-called candidates. Because the Leviathan, the bureaucracy of corruption, can stifle imprison its opponents. And that's what they're trying to do to Donald Trump. They're not discussing the policies. They want you to accept the fact that these Republicans are doing exactly what the Tea Party Republicans are. And they're hoping you don't remember John Boehner was one of those Republicans. Kevin McCarthy was his pick, is his lapdog. That's why his name keeps coming up. And it's always Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy. And this is my argument, too, with Mike Pence. The good news is Mike Pence is having a tough time of it. So when you're having a tough time of it, what do you do? 
you hide and invoke a shield of religion, right? That's what Mike Pence is really good at. And uh, we're running because we simply believe with all humility that I'm the most qualified, most experienced, the most tested conservative seeking the Republican nomination. Mike uh, Pence, are you going to commit our campaign? Commit our campaign to the American people. He gets heckled here. But he's going to continue to invoke religion. That's the only disguise, the phony virtue Mike Pence can hide behind. Mike Pence is also part of the problem. Question is, are you going to go along to get along and support the Republicans and write your check to the GOP and forget that Mitt Romney's niece is in charge of it and forget that they are the ones who put in John Boehner, Kevin McCarthy, Paul Ryan, and the list of political whores goes on? I know. Newt Gingrich is a good guy. How did he make the money? Selling books. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. A friend of mine texted me. He said, well, you know, you're against prohibition. I am. I am against prohibition. These are two different issues. You see, it's like the liquor business in the city of Chicago. It doesn't operate on a free market principle. It's corrupt. It's organized crime in conjunction with corrupt Democrat politicians. They have a stronghold on it. That's all John Boehner wants to do. We could argue the decision and freedom of being able to throw your life away or get high or whatever it is you do. I'll have that discussion with you. Those are two separate things. See, that's what I want to do. It's a little different. I want to have those those intellectual principle discussions and make fun and ridicule the corrupt whores who think they're fooling us now it's always democrats the problem is it's often republicans karen and woodstock hey hi john thompson how are you i'm wonderful how are you i'm wonderful too uh glad to be on hey did you hear about the donald trump jr event that's going to be happening in addison I did not, but I, I did hear about Eric Trump has a legal problem. They're they're accusing him of inflating prices and getting banks to agree with him and get loans too. Did you see that? Oh well, that uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So the the ridiculousness of these Democrats who pay five times what things cost and have kickback schemes back to the politicians, accusing people of inflating prices, I find funny. But that's just me. So tell me about your event. Okay. It's in Addison on Friday, October 27th, from 11 a.m. to 1 Uh p.m. And every attendee will get the $100 book, Letters to Trump, the best-selling pictorial coffee table book. Wonderful. And there'll be appetizers and um, a sweet table from uh, a fine chocolatier. And MC Gopak is putting it on. Yeah. I got a little bit of a chocolate weakness. Uh, this is good news. So it's 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 October twenty seventh. You're going to have Donald Trump there. You're going to give how many books away? Uh, we have five hundred books for the first wow. five hundred people. Wow. Yeah, and they can get tickets by going to countyconservatives.com. All right, tell them to sign it's one for Donald me. Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, uh, Honey Bunny is going to take your number. Uh, we'll see if we can help you uh, in the future. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very Good night. To you. Thank you. Good night. In the meantime, that's what has to. Now, 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 I'll argue against all Trump policies I disagree with, but the greatest thing he represented is he exposed all of these corrupt whores for exactly what they are. That 
is the blessing of Donald Trump. And, you know, people often ask me, do I think he's going to be the next president? I'll tell you what, he's got another year and a half of this, another year and a half of this. And you see the kind of corruption in these Democrat sewer areas. You see at every event, at every issue, exactly what side the American Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats is on. It's on the polar opposite of the principles of this country. These people who have the audacity, the unmitigated audacity to come out and support a terrorist organization right before our eyes and tell us, don't believe your lying eyes, believe us. These are the same people who have never been right about anything and insist they're helping us. And inflation is coming down. It's down 60% since last summer. What? <laughs> it's down... It's down 60%. Do you mean up 20%? Where do you get the numbers? You just pull them out of your shoe, like every other rat Democrat. It's where you get your facts on Hamas. It's where you get your facts on the Democrat mafia's success. What you really are a bunch of gangsters. The good news is there's some headway. We're winning. This has kind of been a good week for us. Now to Ford firing back at the United Auto Workers Union after the union's call to shut down one of the largest truck plants in the world. Last night, the union more than doubled the number of Ford workers on strike after calling on 8,700 members to walk out at Ford's Kentucky truck plant. The plan produces the Super Duty pickup truck, the Expedition, and the Lincoln Navigator. That brings the total to 16,000 Ford employees on strike and 33,000 across all three automakers. I wonder if they talk about Squirrel since this all started, the 7,000 that have been fired and the 5,000 before that. Thin in the herd. Oh, I erased the clip. Damn it. Squirrel, this is what I need you for. This is why I need you to hit the clip. I erased it. In the meantime... We have other issues at hand. That is to clean our own house. I'm really concerned. Do you have an update, Squirrel? Has Kevin McCarthy been reinstated? No, this is all very good news. Because the minute he is, we know what's going to happen. Imagine walking into a convenience store, and behind the counter are packs of joints stamped with the big tobacco company's logos. This is likely the future. Big Tobacco is flatlining, and marijuana is this new, gigantic market that could spring it back to life. It's estimated that demand for recreational marijuana could be as big as $45 billion a year. That's And the Republicans are going to be in it like they are in Illinois. And they'll be telling you that they're fighting for your principles that are directly opposed to the scheme to destroy society. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so The hardest thing to take in the year 2023 is all of the people born in the only country built on principles, on freedom of the individual, where the government is small and the people are to be weak, how willing they are to give away those principles. And watch as corrupt political whores destroy not just the principles, but destroy our quality of life as they bankrupt us into oblivion. United States. It's interesting. Are we really united or are we extorted? If you don't have the ability to leave, you're kind of extorted. The country was really built on the principles of our ability to not 
go down with corrupt states. It's funny that uh, the people that are putting up the biggest fight often aren't born in this country. People like my next guest, who's an activist and attorney and a former candidate for New Hampshire State Senate. She is Carla Garrick. How are you, Carla? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Carla, I love this movement. I really, I really do, because I think this is, this is the intended beauty of our system. You know, I'm from Chicago, arguably one of the best places in the world, up until the Democrat mafia destroyed it. And now they've got everybody hamstrung. It used to be just a one county and a couple of towns. Now it's the entire state. And what you realize is they will take down all 50 states. And you look at California, we'll do the same, New York, New Jersey. If you do not have the ability to separate from those people in your society that like the corruption, then you really aren't united, you're extorted. And the only way to put up a fight against it is to leave, isn't it? Uh, You know, we certainly think so here in the free state of New Hampshire. You know, I've been involved here for almost 20 years now. And the original idea of the free state project was to bring... um, you know, thousands, and we have brought thousands and thousands of uh, like-minded liberty people to New Hampshire, and we've just slowly been eking out the freest state in uh, in the nation. And now we're, you know, starting to swing pretty hard to be like, do should we stay in this union if, as you say, we are confronted with all this corruption? And frankly, you know, we're broke. <laughs> yeah, but the problem you have, Carla, is that. In the past, this country has launched its military on people who threatened to leave. Are you at all concerned with that? You know, I'm, I'm not because I'm an optimist. I mean, the whole idea of what we're building here in New Hampshire is, you know, we're visionaries and pioneers. And we understand that the federal government cannot and will not be reformed, right? So when people say to me, well, the federal government's going to tell you you can't leave, I often liken it to, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship. I mean, we've all heard the statement, you know, the, the, the abuser says, hey, if you leave, I'm going to kill you. And I'm yeah. like, that's not really a good look. No, but the, listen, the government understands there are irreconcilable differences between Americanism and government supremacy, and yet they practice government supremacy, open and notorious. And the reality is they they win this argument when there are so few people to put up a fight against it. And what I was optimistic about was Convention of the States, where they tried to take advantage of, of, of the idea that we could nullify a corrupted government. And I know it's made some progress, but the problem with progress in this kind of leviathan is it takes years and decades. But you've seen some progress in a short period of time. Where does it look like, and and how many people are really talking about this bill, and do you think it can pass? You know, so uh, just a little bit of history. We actually introduced the constitutional amendment last year. It was called CACR 32. And basically all it said was uh, providing that the state peaceably declares independence from the United States and proceeds as a sovereign nation. That would have had to pass the House and the Senate the New Hampshire House and Senate uh, at 60 percent, and then it is put on the ballot in front of the voters of the Granite State, and they would have to you know, vote at 67 percent. So those are high thresholds. That was the first time we tried anything. 
We kind of got our butts handed to us, I can't lie. Only 13 of the 400 legislators in the House voted for it. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. You have to introduce these ideas, and then you have to help people talk through them, understand them, understand that we want peace. The reason we're doing this is to create more prosperity. So this year, what a couple of legislators have done is they're taking maybe a a more measured approach to really help people in the state better understand what we're trying to accomplish. So this year, there are two bills that are being introduced. The one is a uh, it's sort of the same flavor as that CACR 32 I just talked about. But this time it would have a triggering event, and that triggering event would be if the national debt reaches $40 trillion, then uh, we're like, we're out, right? And we're already at $33 trillion uh, uh, in national debt. And then, of course, we have this looming $136 trillion in unfunded liabilities, which we've all stopped talking about. So that would be the one bill. And then the other one is a study committee. And this is the idea to start to bring people to the table. Let's start to have the conversations. There is a, a membership that would be invited to come to talk about these issues. And then, you know, to answer questions like, hey, what would happen to my Social Security? And, of course, we know there are a lot of uh, expats in Mexico and in other places, and they receive their checks there, too. So whatever ideas people have when they hear about these things, you know, I'm an immigrant, but I love America. So I'm actually trying to build America 2.0 because we lost our way and we have to make America states again. Well, yeah. And you know what's fun? I love that. I love that, by the way. Mm -hmm. But you know what's funny? I'm looking. You got here in 96. So you you you. You reveled in the benefit of the Reagan years, but you kind of missed the excitement about that idea of fiscal responsibility. In the 90s, although you could argue Bill Clinton would have been considered a right-wing Republican today in some of his bills and some of his policies, but the American people back then had a different standard of, of, of what was right and what was wrong. In fact, Joe Biden had been laughed at as he tried to run in 88. Um, but the reality is... The American people now have the mindset of a welfare nation, of a welfare roach. They like the idea that they just pay the interest only on things, and they can they don't really care because the money gets printed up. Are there still in your in your state enough people who understand the detriment to society should the debt, and it will hit that forty trillion dollars? Yeah, I do think people here understand it. Of course, our state slogan is live free or die. It doesn't get more like, hey, this is what we stand for than that. But, you know, New Hampshire really is quite an outlier in terms of our economic success. And I do think the free staters have actually really contributed to that. So, you know, we have no minimum wage here, but we have the highest median income. We don't require gun permits, but we have the lowest crime rates. And we don't have an income or a caps gains tax. And actually, a lot of activists worked on getting rid of our interest and dividends tax. So we're truly an income tax free state now. And we have four hundred million dollars surplus in our rainy day fund. So oh boy, you know, don't say that in a Chicago radio show because you got about seven Marxists right now <laughs> in positions of power that are figuring out how to take it from you. <laughs> right? No, it's true. And and honestly, you know, we're we're so principled up here. I saw that number earlier and I was like, I'm gonna have to go tell them they need to give our money back. <laughs> it's so it's so it's truly 
an example, and it always is. I think there's nine states that have no income tax. Nine. And each one of those states operate in the positive, in the black. Yet all of the virtuous, Marxist, communist, really corrupt states always fail. And we've got this federalized system that is very comfortable in extorting, stealing, and lying, and then welching on, on kind of the, the benefits of not taking the money from the states. So are you, and you have to be kind of worried with the government that's in place right now. They're very comfortable taking things from people. Are, is there talk of that happening? Um, I certainly hope not. Again, you know, being the optimist I am, I do think, you know, we can we can talk through these issues and come up with something that works um, and that makes sense. But of course, ultimately, it's up to the, the voters in the Granite State. You know, this is a federation. The union is a federation. And we have definitely moved away from the, the sort of notion of states being, you know, these little uh, places where we can experiment and that we can extract the better ideas and let the competition work to drive us towards better economic solutions and socioeconomic solutions. And of course, we've lost our way, right? One of the downsides of socialism or, you know, this marching socialistic, communistic landscape, we're sort of totalitarian landscape we're going into, is that, you know, it suits them because then every place is equally bad, right? Like, they don't really want an outlier, and New Hampshire is becoming an outlier. But fortunately, we're also a small state, and I think as long as we, you know, just keep plugging away, keep attracting the right people to move to New Hampshire, or if you live here already, get involved. You know, like, we just passed a defend the guard bill i don't know well we didn't pass the bill but it came out of committee this week and this is a bill that they're introducing across states and it's basically defend the guard uphold the constitution and it's just saying that you can't deploy the national guard units to active combat without a formal declaration of war as required by the constitution (laughs) Which, of course, is really important because we're starting to look at this World War III landscape. And my point is, there are a lot of battles, and I'm hoping New Hampshire just becomes one of the smallest problems, and we just kind of merrily go on our way. (laughs) So, Carla, how are you handling the cartel invasion of America? Where are you at with this massive invasion of cartel uh, strength in our country? Are you fending it off? Because I know you're very small. I mean, you, you only have, what, 1.4 million people in the entire state. We've been invaded by 7 million uh, illegal aliens of different uh, varieties. Are you uh, weathering that storm? You know, obviously, we're far up here in the north, and it's cold in the winters, and I think those things do somewhat play in our favor. It is a long distance to come. Some of the, the cities here are, uh, you know, sort of sanctuary cities. There's been some pushback against that. So, um, you know, different people fall out on different sides of that. I obviously am an immigrant myself. I came from South Africa. But, you know, so I'm, I'm pro-immigration, but I'm also pro, let's do it the right way. Oh, I, 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 I'm very pro-immigration. In fact, the reality is the reason I love having you on, on, on the line and why I have so many listeners who are from totalitarian countries, they make the best Americans. It certainly isn't going to be that entitled ignoramus who wants to be part of the Democrat mafia that I hung around with and grew up with at a certain time in Chicago. They couldn't wait to use their uncle's clout to have a ghost job and a phony pension. They didn't care about the destruction to the once great city of Chicago or the once great state of Illinois. They, they contribute to it, and then to a certain extent they act surprised by it. So to me, the only hope, ironically, is immigrants that come here for those reasons. But 
also being from Chicago, I have to recognize this is not an immigration issue where people are fleeing solely because of, of Venezuelan policies. They're coming here to promote them on, on, on a very big level. We see the growth of these cartel-controlled areas uh, happening throughout the country. That's a concern. You see the fentanyl and the rest of it. What do those problems look like in New Hampshire? Are you suffering from those ills of cartel in- infiltration? What's your fentanyl Definitely death rate? What's the gangs like? Uh, opio- the gangs really don't exist here. I mean, New Hampshire is literally the safest place in in America. It, you know, we had 22 murders across the entire state last year. <laughs> yeah. Can I bet? Is there a betting casino there where I could bet if they were politically affiliated with Democrats or Republicans? Because I'd like to make some money tonight. <laughs> we do have uh, we do have a little sports betting going oh, on. Oh, there we go. Poker places have started opening up. We are working on liberalizing some of that. You know, of course, I would love to see New Hampshire become this beacon of liberty to really remind people. You know, uh, I, you know, we we did some successes with America 1.0, but I think we can lead the way here with like an America 2.0 and really show people and remind people and become this beacon of liberty and the principles we believe in: capitalism, free markets, individual liberty. You know, with that, of course comes personal responsibility you mean america yeah you believe in americanism and you're starting to have to declare it on the sign of your state that's how sad america has become (laughs) it's true but also i wanted to let your listeners know if they want to find out more about the free state project uh, there's a fantastic documentary that came out and they actually did a whole episode. So it's two and a half hours. It was NBC Boston. It was a docu-series. There were 11 episodes. And episode four is on secession. And so folks who want to sort of get a better idea of what we're doing up here or want to really delve into this independence idea, go find that. It's called Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of New Hampshire. And, you know, if what we're doing up here excites people, they should definitely come to some of our events. We have Liberty Forum in March next year. And then Porkfest, if you are around in June, everyone should come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival one time nice. at least. The Porkfest. So you, yeah, you keep out Hamas, too. I love all of this. In the meantime, <laughs> there are a lot of people in Illinois who wanted to start a secession movement away from the very Democrat, corrupt mafia counties like Cook and DuPage that it's becoming and the rest of it. So they might also get some tips from you. Are you working to expand this? Are you willing to and expand this to states like the formerly great Illinois that is now just a sewer of Crook County corruption? Do you think that this can maybe grow to what you see happening in California and Oregon and the rest of it? This could potentially go somewhere. I, I do believe that the more people in the more states and the more decentralization we get into the mix, the stronger the, the, uh, our, our power becomes, right? So, um, yeah, I think people, we can all learn from each other. Of course, there's a big Texas movement. I think, you know, they're, they're probably over 50% at this stage, I think, in, in a recent poll that is at least willing to put it on the ballot. You know, and as you mentioned, California, Oregon, all these other places, you know, the trend in the world is towards more decentralization. You know, at the turn of the 19th, 20th century, there were maybe, I don't know, 90, 90 countries, and now they're close to 200 or over 200. So I think as, you know, people can move and kind of hang out with the people they want to hang out with, there's a, there's a new f- future where we can sort of bandy together based on geographic, you know, like here in New Hampshire, or you guys up there, yeah. um, or 
or at least spread the ideas and share the ideas. And maybe we even, you know, create some kind of noble, uh, nomad digital new something. But, no, that's you know, what my show is for. My show is for people who are trapped behind enemy lines of the Marxist mafia. My show is not for the Chicago <laughs> rat Democrat. We're for the good people that have to pay their bills. So I love the idea that you just made the list. Right now, there's a bunch of people looking up New Hampshire real estate, median home prices, and uh, moving companies to move there because of people but, like you yeah. that are fighting for the rights of Americanism. Well, yeah, no, and and everyone look it up. They can find us at ssp.org. And then for folks who are really interested in all of this independence work, you know, follow us, join up, uh, join the newsletters, and like us on Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, People can search for hashtag NHExit. um, And, you know, just learn more and let's Let's start talking about big ideas because we know where we are as a failure. Um, and, you know, I want to I want to fix problems. I want to make the world better. And I think this is the way we can do it. She is Carla Garrick. I'm going to have you on again. To, to, you got to tell me why you didn't pick where I picked. Uh, because it's warm. I don't know how somebody from South Africa adapted to New Hampshire win- winters. I'm guessing you walk around with those Canadian geese jackets on all year round. However, I love the fact that you did it. So I'm going to have you back, okay? Fantastic. I'd love to. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. Oh, yeah. I wonder how Victor Bout the Ukrainians are doing. You know why else they wanted this Kevin McCarthy? And he was willing to tie all this spending for everything to that Ukrainian Nazi war. I wonder, do the Marxist uh, stock speculators at BLM, did they have more stock in the companies that'll go into Ukraine or more stock that'll go into the companies of Palestine, which they now support? It's funny when we talk about these people. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Nah, not really. Which are stock speculators and profiteers of corruption, lies, and policy. New released tax filings show exactly how Black Lives Matter spent their donation money. William Lajeunesse has been digging through it all. What do you have for us, William? Well, Stuart, here you have an $80 million foundation. Last year they had zero board meetings and one board member. So that's not oversight. But the scrutiny is over use of donor money to hire friends and family. So three expenses stand out. BLM gave almost $1 million to Damon Turner, the baby daddy father of the co-founders Patrice Cullors' child to produce live events. 840000 went to the, her brother, Paul, for security. Big fat slob that I know I could kick his ass in a parking lot. Somehow he's the head of security. Security. Cullors also admits hiring her mother and sister to work at BLM's L.A. mansion. Well, those massages aren't going to pay for themselves. I think it's important that people understand that while my brother is the head of security and my mom and sister did work at the property. It's not like I literally, you know, opened up the bank accounts and was like, I'm bringing all my family and friends in. That's exactly what she did. That's exactly what Brandon Johnson does. That's what every crook does when they're in a position of power. Folks had skill sets. 
BLM also paid Shaloma Bowers $2.1 million for consulting. He and two others now serve on the board. BLM spent $1.2 million lobbying to impeach President Trump and eliminate bail. Colors spent $73,000 on a private jet and used the L.A. mansion for two private parties, but later reimbursed BLM for both. BLM dispersed $25 million in grants to 31 groups, they banked $41 million, including $32 million in stock. Support- stock. Now, I wonder if she's supporting Palestine. Did she have her money invested in a Palestinian insurance company? Oh, there aren't any? How about a, a, a Palestinian uh, landscaping company? No, there aren't any? How about a Palestinian stock of any kind? There aren't any? Why, is, why isn't there any? Why isn't there Because they're supporting it because they know that money will flow in. The same reason Joe Biden knew money would flow into that crooked, most obvious corrupt country in the world next to ours called Ukraine. And once again, history will rewrite the stories because the Marxists are in charge. And now we're not even talking about what is what is happening in Ukraine. Boy, we found a way to stop talking about that, let alone the videos of the people who are actually dying in Ukraine. President Putin actually sent a, a draft treaty that they wanted NATO to sign to promise no more NATO enlargement. That was what, what he sent us. And that was, that, that was a precondition for not invade uh, uh, Ukraine. Of course, we didn't sign that. So he went to war to prevent NATO, uh, more NATO close to his borders. Flashback. This is fundamentally not about NATO expansion. It was never about NATO enlargement. It's not about NATO. It's not about NATO expanding toward Russia. This was never about NATO. It's absolutely nothing to do with NATO expansion. And it has nothing to do with NATO. This is not, not about, about NATO. It's not about NATO. It's not really about NATO. This is not- Since the invasion, would they sign up 17 more countries? Or is it 14? I can't keep track. Something tells me BLM had stock in all of the companies that will funnel in through Penny Pritzker and the rest of the Democrat mafia to rebuild not only Ukraine, but don't worry, they'll be around after this Middle East nonsense, also known as the Hamas abortion. Cream Puff Jim. Yeah, thanks, John. Have a good weekend. Uh, and it's WrestleMania, it's WrestleMania in the house, and I think that Jordan listened under the moniker when he was at Ohio State. Uh, haystacks Calvary. Hey, did you see? Did you see the big scandal? I, I think he was, that's what they call them, haystacks. Did there, you see? It, did you Ohio. see the big sca- scandal that they're trying to get the guy a scandal? They're saying that the scandal is that guys told him that they were uh, uh, assaulted sexually. Of course, like Northwestern, they came out like 15 years after they all couldn't get jobs and were yeah. on coke. Well, it, they came well, back and said they were wrestlers. sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah, but, you gotta love they, the scandal. They love wrestlers, though. What's with the wrestlers? But Trump loves this guy. You think you think he can make it? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm concerned with guys who like wrestling. I remember Denny Hassard. He liked rubbing up against kids with that little tight yeah, I, I, you know. I was more The problem is, guys who are built like you, you got you could turn a blanket into a wrestling outfit. That's the problem. Yeah, but no, I was Thank a pugilist. You. I was a pugilist. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Sure you were. Your box for lunch. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. In the meantime, the profiteering that will go on will go on unquestioned. And what is, what is happening in Ukraine? Will all the spending to the Nazis of the of the SS Waffen, Ukrainian Waffen, will be tied, ironically, to anything to defend the Nazis uh, that are killing the Jews in Israel? Not about NATO. Seriously, it's not about NATO. This was never about NATO. It was never about NATO. Let's be honest. This doesn't have anything to do with NATO. Nothing to do with NATO at all. Yeah, he's claiming it's like security purposes, but we can see the clear reason. <clears throat> but NATO is not the reason. This is not about NATO expansion. This is about... To democratic expansion. You- <laughs> 
First of all, the corruption that goes into NATO, the companies that profit, the banks, the, everything that, that goes along with it, the Democrat mafia and the Republicans have stock in those companies. That's how they all become rich. That's why when you hear something like BLM has a stock portfolio, well, they certainly don't care about the black lives. They don't matter in the city of Chicago, that's for sure. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Rusty Blade. Chicago hip-hop gave rapper Rusty Blade his voice. But it's the man behind the moniker, Kill Tool Meeks, whose talent and generosity are now only a memory. The way he always put others before him. Something he did even in his final moments. The 48-year-old was shot and killed Tuesday morning in Humble Park, right in front of his wife during what police describe as an attempted armed robbery. It happened right outside their home near Lawndale and Wabanzia. The deadly encounter captured on home security video. You can see a white Kia pull into an alley and two armed suspects quickly hop out, demanding the couple's belongings. We blurred the two victims and frozen the video before Meeks was shot while trying to defend his wife. And BLM doesn't care about him or the rule of law because BLM spent their money to defund the police. They spent their money on corrupt, incompetent morons with heads shaped like a peanut, like Kim Fox. They support the prosecutors that aren't interested in prosecuting the criminals, but prosecuting the victims. BLM supports the people that killed this black hero who was defending his wife. They're not interested in him, his wife, or his property rights. They're interested in the scallywag scourge that killed him. It's one of the few things that makes sense about it, because there's no way he would ever let anything come harm to his wife. On top of being a rapper, Meeks also hosted a hip-hop program called Urban Grind TV, where he met the show's director, John Daniel, in 2010, forging a brotherhood. That's now broken. What's aggravating is not only did this not have to happen, but what's aggravating is this guy's 48 years old. They talk about him like he's 80. Talk about him like he's 80. And you realize the chaos that's been normalized since the Bureau of Land Management, BLM, Biden Laptop Matters, or Black Life Matters, Inc., the money laundering scheme, has entered our society. You look at the destruction. This is the intention because they're invested in the rebuild. Marxists with stock portfolios. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Death to America. And butter shots. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. Iraq Lobster. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox News will inundate you, pretending to battle misinformation. All of them promoted the lie that COVID was natural from a bat to a dolphin to a fish to you rather than the bioweapon it was. They all promoted the profiteering called the vaccine. They promoted that it worked knowing that it didn't like they did the masks. They've been promoting lies of Keynesianism for decades. They've been promoting a political mafia party that they refuse to investigate but constantly run cover on. Do not take the opinion, the advice from scoundrels who have been lying to you for decades. That's what you're going to face over the next two days. And you'll face it for the next year and a half in the presidential election. 
Whatever the media tells you is the candidate for you is the opposite. There is no savior. It's up to you. What you can do is obstruct and destroy the culture of corruption that has been normalized in a bipartisan fashion. Trump is the biggest threat. There's no question about it. But there is another one. And maybe one. And that's it. The rest of them are here to put the toothpaste back in the tube and make you feel like you have a dog in the fight like John Boehner did during the Tea Party years. So be careful who you put your trust in. Another scallywag scoundrel like Vivek Ramaswamy? Or is it going to be Mike Pence? Democratic or Republican? Democrat ideas or Republican ideas? This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Barack Obama was good at lying too. Hope and change. Yes, we can. How'd that all work out for you? In the meantime, who sat there in Congress at the time? Who sat there idly by? Future. Uh, we entrust ourselves to the judgment of the people of the Granite State. We entrust ourselves to the judgment of the American people and to Almighty God. And uh, to him and, and for his glory, for the service of the people. It's the same thing the guys are yelling when they yell uh, uh, Aloha Snack Bar, right? They're doing the same thing, aren't they? This great nation. We put our name on the ballot in New Hampshire today, and we thank you for the warm welcome. Well, good luck. What did you write? What did you write? We'd like to know what, what the message was you wrote on the phone. By the way, he's asked that by supposedly a bipartisan or, or a, 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 a media without an interest. What did you write on your ballot? What did you write? God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with you here today? Hmm. Okay, so we're going, to, we're going to invite the vice president Ready? and the inner office here. Is your grandkids or? And if he believed in the principles of America, wouldn't he have fought a little harder against the most obvious election theft this country's ever experienced? Against the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, this government's ever had in the position of a mayor, let alone a president? Wouldn't he have done something? But he's a step and fetch. And so are so many others. Driving a car, and, and they, they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car... You can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? He said Russia in the 1980s or for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they sense deep in their bones. I believe deep in my bones. E pluribus unum. Out of many, many, one. We are one people. I have a dream. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Be careful what you're going to be faced with. Because it's all going to lead back to putting another stooge, another moron in a position of power. So the bureaucracies can not only gain strength and power, but steal our money. Yo! Between the Phillies and Eagles, man, it's a good year, man. This is a good year. We're going to win the series and the NFL. Look, and if I didn't say that, Bobby Brady would be up in And that's another reason. Don't waste your time watching grown men on steroids in costumes chase balls. Fight back against the Leviathan. you got a country to save, and it's worth saving, and we can win. We have the principles. Cue the music, Squirrel. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. 
whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight on the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the Have a great, healthy, safe weekend. If you're around Democrats, keep your head on a swivel. If you hear Aloha Snack Bar, duck and cover. We'll be back on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.